Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the third episode of In Bad Taste, a brand new podcast by me, registered nutritionist Pixie Turner. And me, cardiothoracic surgeon Dr. Nikki Stamp. Now, like most people with health qualifications, we are frustrated at just how many bad, awful and downright stupid claims are made in health documentaries. So we figured, why not do something about it? And here is the result. In Bad Taste, uh, the podcast where each month we cast a critical eye over health documentaries and examine key claims over the course of several weekly episodes. Again this week, we are still, unfortunately, looking at the game changers and we have watched this horrific monstrosity so that you can continue to be a mediocre athlete like me. Now this week, we're going to be destroying all your Olympic dreams by telling you that you will not win gold purely by going vegan. I'm so sorry. Not sorry. What? No! (laughs) But my dreams! You're crushing my dreams! You are crushing my dreams. I mean, look, you know, realistically speaking, there is a buttload of stuff that is stopping me from going to the Olympics. Not just my diet, but, you know, I still feel, I still feel really let down. (laughs) I mean, for me, it's just my willpower and the fact that my hips hurt from because I ran yesterday. (laughs) Oh, my God, we're falling apart. I'm too young for this. (laughs) So this documentary, The Game Changers, is very much focused on a lot of athletes. In, In fact, we spend the first 20 minutes of this documentary just going through a series of boring after boring anecdotes from people who we don't really give two shits about. And, of course, we start with... This beautiful little boy, James Wilkes. James Wilkes from Leicester, England. The most unimpressive sentence that has ever been uttered. Uh, we, I mean, why do I give a shit about the fact that this guy idolized Bruce Lee? Like this is this documentary has nothing to do with karate in the slightest. So why do I care? Oh my god, it was such a strange inclusion. You know, I mean, that would be like me saying just. By the by, I was obsessed with Tina Turner as a little girl. It holds no relevance whatsoever on what I have to say right now, apart from my excellent taste in music, obviously. I mean, I was a boy band uh, obsessed teenager, so I think you've got one up on me there. (laughs) Don't worry. I I descended into boy band, you know, world when I was a teenager as well. But, um, you know, we try to keep that on the down low. Oh, shit. 
So we just told a whole bunch of people. (laughs) Yep, that went well. So James Wilkes is a former UFC fighter who got badly injured and then decided that he would do his own research. Now you obviously can't see this, but my, I just definitely did air quotes while I was saying that. So here we cut to a scene of him surrounded by books and papers to show that he is legit researching. And he claims that he did a thousand hours of reading. Now I'm curious where he even got this number from, because I did the calculation and that's, that's around six hours per day, every day for six months. Why? Like he could basically do a PhD at that point because that is the, that is so much research. And I mean, I don't do that much research because I have other things to do with my day that are sometimes more interesting and more important. So I don't believe him. I, I don't either because here's the thing. I am a researcher. I am doing a PhD and I can give you a hot tip. Uh, printing off the abstracts from Medline uh, and watching a few YouTube videos uh, and, you know, idolizing Arnold Schwarzenegger or Bruce Lee or whoever it is does not constitute research. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I am, is that harsh? It's harsh, but I'm okay with it. Look, I, I think I think everyone should be better educated about their bodies and their health. But I, I really take exception to people who will say, you know, do your research or I've done my research. No, Karen, YouTube is not research, okay? It's just not. I, get, by all means, get across things, learn things, get it from reputable sources, but don't then claim to be an expert I don't claim to be an expert. I genuinely don't. And I actually have an area of expertise. Like, I, 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 <laughs> yep. you know, I just, I don't see the point in trotting around, you know, as an intellectual snob pretending to be an expert. I'm, I'm educated. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Speaking of expertise, uh, gladiators are definitely well outside mine. However, um, <laughs> I did do some delving into this and the claim that they make is that uh, gladiators were all basically vegan. In fact, uh, what the researcher said was predominantly vegetarian, which, by the way, is not the fucking same as a vegan diet. But also, this was a slight misrepresentation of the research. And I say slight because I'm being generous here. The gladiators were were basically slaves. Mm. They, the, the diet that they were fed was not out of choice. So they were, you know, slaves were in this you know, the gladiators were slaves. They were expensive to keep alive. They also needed like a nice solid layer of subcutaneous fat to protect them from injury and so on. And that's why they were fed a lot of cheap and very easily accessible food, which was predominantly grains and and legumes. Now, I don't want people to think that this means that carbs make you fat. It does not mean that. What this does mean, though, is that it is cheaper to gain weight using grains than it is with meat. And that is purely the reason why the gladiators ate the diet they did. Mm-hmm. In fact, the same the same articles that they referenced, which actually wasn't actually proper research, actually suggested that they did eat some meat and they definitely ate decent amounts of fish. So they were not even close to vegan. So I just, I mean, this is well outside my area and yet even I managed to figure that out. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly right. You don't have to be a gladiator expert to have alarm bells ringing because I had the same response. I was like, hang on a second. 
This does not make sense. First of all, we're extrapolating data from, you know, uh, archaeological records. You know, there are obvious limitations to that. But second of all, you're 100% right. There is no way that Caesar is going to feed the man he's going to murder the next day a fatted calf. Uh, because it, I mean, because that's really what they're saying that 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 um, you know that they they treated these athletes like gods. No, they didn't. They murdered them. They murdered them in front of however many people, a massive crowd in the Colosseum for entertainment. They did not give a crap. Are you not entertained? That's right. Listen, that's how I'm. A, is that 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 would actually there's a good there's a good analogy for you. I've watched the film Gladiator with Russell Crowe, excellent film. Mm. Therefore, I am a gladiator expert. That's exactly. That's what they're saying. <laughs> and uh, at this at this point, our narrator and uh, star of the show, James, decides to say the, a very ridiculous line. He basically, so he's he's looked at the gladiators. He's seen that apparently they were quote beans and barley munchers, and he says this goes against everything I knew about nutrition. And I'm like, no. No, it doesn't. In the slightest, there is nothing about this that goes against everything we know about nutrition. Where the fuck did he get that from? Um, his thousand hours of research. Oh my god, Pixie, keep up. He's an educated man. Clearly, <laughs> I mean, he's claiming he knows more about nutrition than I do, which is fucked up. I know. I mean, it's just crazy. It, it is. It is this sort of. Um, he's, he's sort of portraying that he's going through this this journey to to enlightenment. It's really, it's such a false representation of, of what he what he's up to, but of course, now once we've uh, once we've talked about the greatest athletes of of the Roman Empire, which we have no evidence to show that they were the greatest athletes of the Roman Empire. By the way, um, we are on to the alleged greatest athletes of our time. And cue all the beautiful anecdotes of athletes that do reasonably well at stuff occasionally. Uh, here's the thing. You can be a vegan athlete if you so desire, by all means, go forth and compete in your little plant-powered world, you know, but can I just say that all of these athletes are probably under the guidance of a dietitian or a nutritionist who will be able to guide their diets to make sure that they are getting all of the nutrients, all of the calories, all the everything that they could ever possibly need for their nutrition. Um, people who live in the real world don't have that luxury. Exactly. And I love that they show this montage of successful vegan athletes through the years. And essentially what they're showing is that once every few decades, a vegan wins something. Correct. And, some, and once every few decades, a vegetarian wins something. Mm -hmm. And the issue here is that, you know, all of this boils down to, every single anecdote essentially boils down to, I was a successful athlete, then I became vegan, and I carried on being a successful athlete. Wow. Groundbreaking. Exactly. This really, really gave me the shits because I, I went digging all about these athletes because I, was, I hadn't heard of a lot of them. I'd heard of some of them. Obviously, I've heard of Conor McGregor because I don't live under a rock. Um, he's not vegan, by the way. But, you know, the rest of them I hadn't really come across. Um, they're not necessarily in sports that I follow. So I went looking for them. So a lot of these athletes, you're 100% right, they have not been vegan their whole lives. A lot of them decided to become vegan for uh, ethical reasons um, and then they have 
carried on, as you say, continuing to have their success in their sport. So they them being paraded out like they are people who have chosen to go vegan in order to, to maximise their athletic performance, that's not true. It's not even close to being true. And so I think at this point it will make sense for us to go through some of these athletes and talk about the misinformation surrounding each individual one. Starting with the runner. Oh, now she's Australian, so... I feel a bit of camaraderie there, but I, you know, she she's a good runner. She's an she is an adequate runner. Um, she, well, look, all of these athletes, I want to say, all of these athletes could absolutely kick my ass in any given sport. I'm sure. Um, however, you know, our our sprinter, she is uh, doing really well. Um, she does well. Uh, in the Australian circuit. She has not really been able to have any form of international success as of yet. Um, and she's, she talks about these, they're talking about this contribution of one one thousandth of a second. They're trying to to get that much of an edge over their competitors. And for some, for a professional athlete, nutrition might be a way that they, they can get that edge, but it doesn't have to be vegan. In fact, plenty of athletes get that edge without uh, without having to go vegan. Usain Bolt chows down chicken nuggets. That's his edge. And he's the fastest man on the planet by a long shot. Although apparently Britney Spears is faster than he is. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> oh, bless her little cotton socks. I kind of want to give her a cuddle. But who are we to deny her? Maybe she is the fastest runner in the world by several seconds. Go, Brittany. I would actually root for Brittany in that race because, you know, she's been so hard done by, you know, I think it would be fair enough to give her a, a break and let her win. Usain Bolt, if you're listening to this, let her win. And so we move from the sprinter to the long distance runner. We have an ultra runner who runs insanely long distances, which is especially com- impressive compared to my measly few minutes that I run at a time. But this guy runs huge lengths of time. And alongside this, they make the claim that people think that protein gives you energy for movement. And it's like, nobody thinks that. Nobody <laughs> thinks I'm eating this for energy we associate protein with building muscle and carbs with energy surely that is something that we have thought for an insanely long time and i don't understand how this guy thinks that debunking that claim is in any way close to groundbreaking it's it's not at all you're right that research is you know two or three hundred years out of date at, at that point at that point when they thought that protein was powering muscles we also used to think that um the earth was flat so yeah we've moved on correlating it to flat earthers is not exactly inaccurate either <laughs> but i mean obviously long distance runners don't need anywhere near as much muscle as someone like a weightlifter duh and so they don't potentially need as much protein i think that is obvious that a long distance runner is going to be more focused on getting plenty of carbs for fuel than they are on getting a fuck ton of protein for muscle that seems totally obvious to me yes absolutely but i mean he actually acknowledges that hey hang on i found these two athletes they're both you know endurance um sprinting type athletes what happens if we start looking for strength uh, based athletes or um, combat athletes so of course of course we have to go back to his spiritual home in the octagon i now know it's called we have to have to look at conor mcgregor 
fighting uh, another fighter by the name of Diaz. And McGregor was, uh, you know, running his mouth as he's wont to do um, about how he eats two steaks a day and that was his preparation for the fight. And this other guy just stood there and took it. Um, He was vegan though. He's plant-powered and he won the fight. Now, they make the claim that the reason that McGregor lost, you know, and McGregor's got a huge profile. Everyone's like, wow, he's the best fighter ever. No, 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 no. This guy lost because it was a terrible matchup. McGregor lost because uh, McGregor competed up a weight class, which automatically puts you at a disadvantage because he was 20 pounds lighter than than the winner. Um, the fight went that on. That makes a big difference. Massive difference, right, in combat sports. Um, the fight went on for a while and McGregor is known to have pretty crappy endurance. Um, you know, maybe he's not eating enough protein for energy because that's what you do apparently. <laughs> that, that was a joke, everybody. It was a joke. Um, so, you know, that, that they, they are basically claiming that that's the reason and they get this like two second grab of McGregor saying oh probably lost because I had too much meat now mate you lost because you were better by a better fighter exactly and this is just I mean the way they kind of insinuated everything was just so fucking sneaky and I did not like that at all Mm. and so then we go from the ring to a weightlifter or you know someone who lifts incredibly large amounts of weight for fun and what's important to point out is that this guy's basically trying to be the world's strongest man or something like that and he was already a weightlifter before he became vegan he already competed in two olympics whilst not vegan and then did the third while vegan. This is classic confirmation bias in action. I want to see them interview someone who was competing Olympics, then went vegan, and it fucked everything up for them. And that would be balance. That would be actual balance, not this kind of one-sided dumb fuckery that they've included here. 100%. You know, if again, this is a guy who went vegan, he's in a high-performance program, he went vegan for ethical reasons, totally fine. I get that. Um, And he would have had, again, that nutrition guidance. He's continued to compete at a high level, but he still didn't win the gold. He still didn't win the gold. He just continued on his trajectory of good performance. It, It has nothing to do with his diet. It has everything to do with the fact that he has that training up until that point when he decided to go vegan. It has everything to do with his genetics, the psychology, his abilities to, to, to move that weight, all these kinds of things, his training volume, his coaching, all these other things. It's not his diet. It's not. Mm-hmm. Also, spoiler alert, towards the end of the documentary, we see him breaking the world record for the most amount of weight lifted by one person. And uh, it turns out very soon after the filming of that, the record was broken by somebody else. But of course, they did not include that part. Because the person who broke that record eats meat. Mm, oh no we can't possibly include that yeah yeah within the context of all this talk about weightlifting they also make a claim that uh, if you drink beetroot juice you bench press 19 percent more weight this is total bollocks i looked at the study and actually what it shows is that when you drink beetroot juice if you take longer to reach the point of failure it does not mean that you lift more weight you just can do a few more reps And so, I mean, which totally makes sense because 19% more weight would be ridiculous. And if that was really true, everyone would be fucking doing it. But that's not the case. So they, again, misrepresented the research there. Absolutely. And you look, there are some benefits to to beetroot juice. Beetroot juice is high in a substance called nitrates and nitrates dilate your blood vessels. If you dilate your blood vessels, your muscles get more oxygen, more glucose, all those good things that are great for working muscles. But 
I know, again, this is groundbreaking. You don't have to go vegan if you do not wish to, to drink beetroot juice and get maybe a small benefit from it. Yeah, this was strange because, of course, you can eat meat and drink beetroot juice at the same time. The two are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So um, we, we've moved, we've gone through the strength athletes and then we find um, Dottie Bausch. And I thought her story was really interesting because she's a, a track cyclist an American track cyclist. Now, again, here is someone else that they have portrayed as going vegan for performance. No, not the case. She states that she went vegan for ethical reasons after watching a documentary that she found a bit disturbing. Again, fine, go forth, be vegan. Um, But she didn't do that because she wanted to cycle faster and compete at the Olympics, where I'm really sad to say it appears from the documentary that Team USA beat out the Australians. So I'm... I'm a little sore about that and that's probably coloured my opinion of her. But anyway, she she went vegan for ethical reasons. She reckons that her performance uh, improved and she was able to compete till she was 39 in the Olympics, which is impressive. But she's not alone. She is not the only athlete to compete to their late 30s or, or beyond in an Olympic sport to do well at that Olympic sport. Again, it's just it's not the reason not necessarily the reason that she was able to compete at a high level for such a long period of time. I think she's probably the most successful athlete they portray in this film, actually. Because she actually won a medal. Correct, yeah. Good for her. Good for her. And I think, is that all the athletes then? I think that's pretty much, well, apart from apart from uh, James Wilkes himself. Yes. So that essentially sums up the anecdotes of athletes that they decided to include in this documentary that took them several years to find. And so we go back to dear old James, who decides to go vegan and then decides to do battle ropes. Side note, I think battle ropes are disgusting. I hate them. I think they're awful. And he claims that he did a whole hour of continuous battle ropes without sweating. I genuinely believe that that is impossible, and I don't believe him on that either. Yeah, I agree. I, I when I was watching that, uh, as someone who has done battle ropes and as well, and shares your opinions on their general suckiness, um, I, I thought I thought this is a little bit suspicious. It was a little bit suspicious. They were oh, he was allegedly on the battle ropes for an hour when basically he was implying that most people can't make it past ten minutes. Um, he was on the battle ropes for an hour. He didn't even look out of breath when he stopped. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's apparently, that. Well, the implication was that he's done this without training. The only change he made was to go vegan. Um, it makes no mention of any other training that he's done. But, again, yeah, he's not, he's not even broken a sweat. He's not out of breath. Battle ropes are hard. I, I have to be honest, I smell a rat. I just don't think that story adds up. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And so that kind of rounds up the beautiful conclusion. We started with James, we end with James in our series of anecdotes. And alongside this, we have some interesting claims, and particularly around protein. So obviously, it makes sense to talk about protein when you're focusing on athletes. And there's this beautiful quote, which just made me again stand up and scream at the TV. (laughs) They say, animals get their energy from plants. So why not skip the animals, the middleman, and go straight to the plants? (laughs) And at this point, I stopped and just went, for fuck's sake, by that same logic, why don't we skip the plants and go straight to the source sunlight? Let's fucking photosynthesize and see what happens there. Plants are just the middleman to the sun. It's the same stupid logic that they're suggesting. And when you put it, it just sounds so shit when you say it like that. And it's just... I mean, on the surface, it makes sense. But underneath, it's so stupid. I didn't realize that's where you were going with that comparison. I thought you were going to say that we should all go out and graze in the paddock. And I'm like, I'm not down with that. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I'm not into grazing. But you're right. I mean, that is such a a stupid, it's, it's, I was going to say it's a, it's a stupid example of logic. That's called illogical Nikki (laughs) that is completely illogical you know um, it it actually has no scientific sense whatsoever but it does bring us back to their kind of obsession with protein Um, and one of the things that they they talk based so I think they rightly point out is that there is this perception that you can't be an athlete and get um, adequate protein uh, amounts or sources from from your diet, particularly in athletes who need high protein requirements. But we know we know that's that's not the case. Um, but they talk a lot about amino acids, and that's where something where where vegan diets can really fall down, right? Exactly, because they make the claim that plants contain all the essential amino acids, which is not strictly true because yes you can get all of them but not in the right fucking ratios and the ratios really do matter the source is not completely irrelevant Uh, yes it is so much easier to get our essential amino acids from animal foods than it is from plant foods that is not a controversial statement that is just basic fact if we are relying on plant protein we have to get it from a from various combined sources rather than just from one. Yes, of course, you can do that relatively easily, but it's absolute bollocks to say that that makes it exactly the same as animal products. It's not the same. It's not the same. You know, there was even, um, there's even some research to say that uh, when we're talking specifically about athletes, that milk, an animal product, um, may have a superior amino uh, acid composition to uh 
support muscle hypertrophy than soy milk, which might be a, a milk substitute that a vegan athlete might might use. But it wasn't just the protein that's a problem, um, particularly in athletes that are um, that are perhaps at risk of uh, a hypocalorics, not getting enough energy intake. So anyone who's a weight athlete or a physique athlete or a female athlete, that having a vegan diet, particularly if it's unsupervised and unstructured, may actually place them at risk of a hypocaloric diet. And that can have you know significant impacts on performance, obviously, but also the health of the athlete. It puts them at risk of fractures, of menstrual cycle disruption, um, so on and so forth. So we actually do need to be careful if you are a, a vegan athlete that you are doing this correctly and not following the advice. I know, again, this is going to be a groundbreaking statement, not following the advice of one James Wilkes. Exactly. Someone who has no qualifications in this area whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to protein, the source is not irrelevant. Yes, you might be able to get all the essential amino acids from plants, but you can't get them in the in the same ratios and the digestibility of them is not the same either. So again, we're getting close to a claim that's, that makes some sense, but then we take a drastic turn back into bollocks. <laughs> Which I, I think is should be actually the title of this film. We came close, but then we took a drastic turn into bollocks. Finally, in addition to all the beautiful anecdotes we have of the athletes in the movie, we also have a list of executive producers, including Novak Djokovic, Lewis Hamilton, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, all well-known members of the film industry, of course. Now, all of these guys are technically some variation of vegan, all of them had some success before they became vegan, especially Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's worth pointing out he was already ripped as fuck before he became vegan. Mm -hmm. And the reason he's ripped as fuck is because of steroids. He has publicly admitted that he took a fuck ton of steroids and it has nothing to do with plants. It is steroids. So to assume that his muscles all come from plants is totally, totally misleading. So we have a whole series of anecdotes here that all say if you go vegan, you'll be a better athlete. We could so easily make the same documentary saying if you eat meat you'll become a better athlete and we'll have a lot more anecdotes to be able to support that as well and so this really shows what you can do in terms of supporting your pre-existing worldview if you if you search long enough and hard enough and find the right people to say exactly what it is you want them to say Absolutely. Do you know, I have to say the only sensible thing that was said in this documentary was actually said by the Terminator. He said that you don't have to go full vegan for benefit. Uh, he, he said that you can just do a little bit. And you know what? If I was going to give any advice on what to take away from this, which is not a lot, let's be honest, it would be you only have to do a little bit. We don't need you to go full vegan to win an Olympic medal. Because as this lot has determined, they haven't. <laughs> what a beautiful note to end on. Uh, I think this has been a really interesting discussion this week, obviously. Um, I, I really liked going into, into the realm of the athlete. But what are we up to next week? So next week, we're going to take a slightly different turn. As this is the first documentary we're dissecting, we thought it would be a good idea to go through experts and conflicts of interest in the context of documentaries, in the sense that there are a lot of experts who are quoted in this, and there are a lot of conflicts of interest that are not disclosed. And so we think it's important to talk about why this actually matters and why it's actually really hypocritical of them. So join us next time for a whole discussion about all the disclosures that they should have made, but they didn't. 
I am really looking forward to this one. But in the meantime, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating because that's how people will find our little podcast. And please, of course, tell your mates, tell your mum even. Now, if you have uh, questions or comments, you can get in contact with us on email. Now, this week, we would like you to include in the subject line, pea protein. Now, our email is inbadtastepodcast at gmail.com. And please, of course, come and see us on our socials because we have lots of interesting things to say on all things health and all things bollocks. Pixie can be found at, at Pixie Nutrition and you can find me at Dr. Nikki Stamp. Now, all of our references and any relevant links will be found in the show notes as always. And I can't wait for the next one. Right. We better go and start doing some battle ropes so we can show just how wrong this guy is. Uh, but we'll see you next week for or some seriously impressive lists of vegan books that have been published by other people that aren't us. See you next time. Goodbye. ended on a note that I was like carrying on I was like nope can't think of what to say um I think this has been a really interesting discussion this week obviously um but what what have we got (laughs) (laughs) we have to go we have uh we have battle we have battle ropes to tackle (laughs) (laughs) okay Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.